I started Coffee with Humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans, making the world a better place. One conversation at a time. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my new friend, soon to be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago, <laughs> uh, which is, I, it's, that's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Mm-hmm. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and then saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Welcome to Coffee with Humans, Christina. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Jason. Uh, in uh, digitally, that is. And right. it, it, I love it because I love coffee. So when you reached out to me, I was like, whoa, coffee with humans. I'd love to have coffee with you, Jason. <laughs> right? Isn't that fun? Uh, yeah. well, I like coffee as well. Uh, l- let me ask you this. Uh, um, what, what, how do you have your coffee? If we were sitting down in the coffee shop, how would you, how would you be enjoying your coffee? Uh, I go every day. I get it actually twice a day and it's a cappuccino extra shot uh, with chocolate drizzle. Really? Mm-hmm. Cappuccino extra shot chocolate drizzle. Yeah. That sounds delicious. At home, I call them chocolatinos when I make them for guests. Okay. <laughs> chocolatino. So if you come to my house, we'll have a chocolatino together. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. So speaking of houses, where is your where are you located? I'm in Spring, Texas at the moment. We recently moved here three months ago from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Really? Yeah. How... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know a little bit about Brooklyn. I know very little about Spring. Uh, what's compare and contrast for me and since you're kind of new to the area um it is about 50 minutes from downtown houston okay so i didn't want to be in the in the right in the smack in the city because i lived in bay ridge brooklyn which was about 45 minutes from manhattan okay Uh, so then when i moved here like this is a perfect commute 45 minutes from or 50 minutes from houston so i like to be in the outskirts this has a lot more wooded area and next to a place called Woodland. So, and it smells very woody. Uh, so it's great. And the same thing with Bay Ridge. It had a lot of parks nearby. It was kind of very neighborly. I kind of like that, you know? It, yeah. So, yeah. Similar. Okay. So you're, you're, uh, it's kind of a rural-ish area then? I'd say in between rural and country and city. It's not quite city. It's not quite yeah. country. It's right in smack in the middle. That sounds a lot like the place I'm from, Rockford, Illinois, which is about 60 miles outside of Chicago. And, you know, Chicago, a bustling city, you know, like, you know, like New York is um, not quite to that degree, but nearly. And then Rockford is uh, where we've we've got a lot of parks. We've got a lot of green space. We've got some, you know, a lot of golf courses, that kind of stuff. Um, slow, much slower pace, but, you know, if, like you say, 50 minutes later, you're in the suburbs and you're into, you know, another 30 minutes from that, you're into downtown Chicago. Yeah. And how is it like where you came from? Is it very 
neighborly. Like, that's what I liked about where I am now and where I was in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Very neighborly. You could sit down with your neighbors, have a coffee, just like we are now. And so I kind of like that neighborly feel. Is it? Is that? There are parts of Rockford that are like that. Yeah, I I guess I grew up like that. I mean, I grew up in um, uh, you know, quarter acre type uh, houses, right? Yeah. Um, and we knew, I, I knew all my neighbors play, you know, mm-hmm. play ball with the kids and stuff. And there was this, a creek nearby and went down the creek. Yeah. Um, and then in downtown, you know, downtown Rockford, there are, there are neighborly pockets where, you know, people know each other and they do block parties and stuff. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where there is that, there is that personality of a town, mm-hmm. but then there's also a kind of macro scale, but then there's the micro scale, which is, your per, your your town is what you make it. Your community is what you make it. Yeah, it's funny. My dog, who you heard just before the broadcast, uh, he became our mascot in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, because everyone knew, knew him. He's super friendly, kind of kind of like myself. I, I love to talk to everyone. So he would just go sniffing up to everyone. So everywhere we went, he would go in the stores with me in the coffee shops, and everyone was like, "Hey, Henry!" Uh, so now he's becoming the mascot over here at Spring, Texas. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, my daughter's got a dog as well. She's got a tiny little, um, what kind of, I should know what kind of dog it is. Uh, it's uh, some sort of, I don't know. I'll find, I'll figure out what it's like a terrier type of thing. Yeah. Um, not like a Jack Russell or something like that, but almost like a look, it looks like a lar- overgrown chihuahua. Aww. Um, yeah. And it shakes like a chihuahua, which is kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the sweetest dog uh high energy at times and then just wants to cuddle and wants to sit there and shake and then if you and then you know put her under some covers or something like that and she'll just be like out uh, yeah. you know and, and i don't know i don't know what it is with dog breeds and how they yeah, each breed seems to have its own thing yeah which yeah. is odd to me i don't understand how that works yeah, well, Henry is super playful, and he does not like to sit still. Like, if you get on the couch with him, he's like, get off the couch. It's my couch right now. Yeah. Right. So he only likes you for playing, but when he's on the couch chilling, he doesn't want to be bothered. It's like, if you go on the couch, he'll just leave. Uh, but he just he's kind of a really, really super playful guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what brought you to Texas in, uh, outside in, in left Brooklyn? That's a pretty big – is that oh. – it's a big change. Yeah, I, I grew up in Virginia, in oh. uh, Virginia, about half hour, 40 minutes from D.C. Uh, it's always that outside the city thing. Um, and I, I liked it very much growing up in Virginia. My parents got divorced and my mom had originally grown up in the Bronx and my mom, my grandma was living in Manhattan. So when they got divorced, my grandma said, come live with us. So we moved to Manhattan, which I hated at first. It was super hustly bustly, uh, very loud, noisy, not very friendly. Um, but then, you know, you get used to it in your early twenties, you move out on your own and you're like, this rocks, you know, you can go clubbing wherever and not that I could afford it, but you know, you're like, yeah, I'm in New York. Um, but now as you get older and you, you don't want to spend all your rent money on living in a teeny apartment. I started to talk to some of my friends living outside of New York and they're living way nicer than we were living in, in Brooklyn even, Right. Um, and I had a rent-controlled apartment. But even so, I'm living in a hole in the wall where my friends who are living outside of New York are living in nice houses, four bedrooms. I'm like, my gosh. Um, and so my one friend in Texas said, there are some counties in Texas where you don't even pay real estate tax. I'm like, really? Let's talk more. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I had never considered moving to the middle of the country. I would think maybe to move back to Virginia. Uh, but he just, you know, come visit me. So we did in March. We came to visit him. 
um, Houston, you know, he's near Houston, Katy, Texas. We went to visit him and then look around at apartments and places. Um, and my, my husband's like, I don't know. I'm not feeling, I'm so a New Yorker. Yeah. Then right when we were on vacation, the whole lockdown with COVID happened and here it was much more chill, but still, you know, on a lockdown. And then we got back to New York and it was like a ghost town. People were much more fearful and scared. And then the riots and protests started. And then my husband's like, you know what? Texas is looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and a so, you know, when when that whole summer ended with the COVID and the riots and blah, 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 he was like, yeah, I think Texas is sounding all mighty, mighty good. So, yeah, then we moved on over here in August. And uh, I was working with a company in New York who said, yeah, I'm cool. We you know, you can work remote. We don't care where you are as long as you can do what we pay you to do. And so, yeah, worked out perfectly. That's awesome. It seems like COVID is a big opportunity for people to make significant life changes because it disrupted all of our normal patterns and our habits really and shocked us into, into this like, like, Oh my gosh, what have I been doing? I could question all of this stuff and do something totally new. Exactly, exactly. And what's interesting is before COVID happened, we had been considering moving outside the city, but not too far where I could travel in, maybe from Philly or something or Connecticut. Um, But the place I worked at, I first had prior worked uh, purely as a consultant. Then I got hired by this wonderful PR agency that pretty much said, we're cool with people working remote. They were like a lot of their staff works remote. So my idea when I took the, the, you know, working with them, I said, okay, great, I'll get settled and then I'll decide where I want to live and then eventually we'll move there. But the idea of moving all the way the other side of the country, practically 24 hours from Manhattan, never even occurred to us until the whole COVID thing happened. So yeah, it's been a wonderful opportunity. And I love the environment. The people are super friendly. Uh, Of course, we're three, four times the space rent, you know, uh, you know, it's just amazing. And so and then smells great outside. And so yeah, my dog loves it. He lives on the balcony right here. It's yeah. Yeah. So he's in heaven. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) So, so it seems to me a lot of people are moving to Texas area. I think Elon Musk just uh, mm-hmm. moved over there because you know California was basically almost kind of daring him in a way. You know, Don't you move, yeah, exactly. He was like, "Wow, I'm out." Uh, hey. Some are doing that as well. Uh, and I think with COVID, um, I was talking with somebody else about this 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 idea that companies have moved like a decade forward in their in their uh, their ability technologically and culturally to have people work remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think from a technological standpoint, I don't think companies would have survived this in a different time frame mm-hmm. uh, without being able to have people work remotely. Well, a lot of offices couldn't, I really feel bad for some of the places like California and New York who are like service-based um, jobs, like hotels, restaurants, my friends who own places like that or worked at places like that are severely hurting. In some cases, they've had to be laid off. So I feel yeah. really bad about that because they can't just relocate. They have to take a whole new type of work. Uh, so that's that's a real bummer. But, you know, I think the reason so many people are moving to Texas, because I had heard when I got here that it's really, really friendly to businesses. So the taxes are way lower and then there's a lot less regulation for businesses. So, Hey, if you want to come here and not be regulated up the wazoo uh, and you have a business, it's like the place to be. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people and businesses are, are coming here. Yeah. It's a different, 
it is totally a different culture. It is more laid back and yet it's very progressive in terms of economic, you know, the economic future, particularly around Houston, Dallas, the, those, uh, you know, city centers. Uh, it, I, I like the vibe of Texas. It's hot though. Sometimes. I love it. Yeah. My, my husband was a little like, what have you got me into? It's so hot here. No, I love the heat. I'm, I'm, I super love it. So right now it's December, uh, during the morning, sometimes it, dips to 30 um most mornings no, nothing colder than 40 during the day it's 60 it's like 66 right now oh that's beautiful i know i love it i i mean you need a light jacket but i mean considering in new york right now it's probably 30 degrees or something or <laughs> i heard that just a couple last week or so it was like 17 degrees in new york so well, yeah, very happy to not i think i think i did i'm not sure if the snow came all the way through new york as well but i think it was like Pennsylvania, new jersey area just got hammered yeah. <laughs> you moved out just in time i know <laughs> <laughs> i we were talking to my daughter this morning we were talking about kind of lamenting how there's probably going to be no snow for christmas this year which is you know i, I think it's been the past several years we haven't had much snow but mm-hmm. um it's just too bad like because i've grew up with like heavy snowfalls and i just mm-hmm. i just enjoy if it's gonna be cold out as might as might as well be snowy um and and I was looking at the forecast because it's like 40, 47 or something like that today. And I was talking to her and I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then what happens on Christmas Eve, it's it's like goes to 30, 37 during the day and then 17 at night. And then it's like 17 on Christmas and then six as a load. Like, okay, because yeah. we're, we're going to get winter. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. So Virginia, uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Texas, where else, any any place else you've lived? Yeah, when I lived in New York, it's funny. Before I met my my now husband, we had um, dated or been together uh, in a relationship on on and off for like thirteen years before we got married. And he jokes that I I kind of slept around before we met because I had had an apartment in every single borough of New York. Oh really? Uh, so like when I moved out of my home, I was like, I don't like this borough. Let's go to this one. And <laughs> so I tried every borough out. And, and actually, my absolute favorite borough to live in was uh, Brooklyn, in particular. It's so much character. There's so many different types of neighborhood, and they're all just super something special about them. And Bay Ridge turned out to be my favorite spot. It was like very family oriented, very neighborly. Everyone knows each other. It's like, hey, it almost feels like you're in an old town. And I live next to a church where every hour it would ding, ding, you know, there'd be a bell. So it just feels like you're in an old country town. But at the same time, everything you need is like a block or two away. So it was like being in the city, but at the same time being in the country. It was nice. great. I, I'm a little, admittedly, just a little bit jealous of people who've lived in a number of different places. I've lived in Rockford for nearly my entire life. I left for one semester to go to college and then came back. And I've experienced other places. I've traveled a lot some internationally in a lot of, a lot of different States and spent, you know, a week or two here and there. Um, but never, never had roots in any place other than Rockford. And, and so, you know, you're talking about, I, I went to every different borough and I'm thinking, I kind of know what those are because I've been through that area, Yeah. but I don't have a real understanding. I've like, I've, I've been in Manhattan a couple of days, a total my entire life. Um, and I obviously I drove through some places I don't, have any real recollection of 
Well, in Brook in New York City, and New York City is actually made up of five boroughs. When most people come to visit, they come and stay mostly in Manhattan. Because you think, you know, the Big Apple, it's Manhattan. That's what people think of. So they come to, you know, Times Square, Herald Square, Macy's, all that said, you know, the, the Lady and Battery Park. Um, and some people will make it up to um, Dumbo area in Brooklyn, where they have bridge you can see the brooklyn bridge but they don't go too far in but there are five boroughs that make up new york city and that'd be staten island that would be brooklyn queens and the bronx and then of course manhattan all of them make up the five boroughs uh so i i started out of course when we my parents got divorced living in manhattan as a teenager getting my first apartment in the bronx moving back to manhattan then moving to staten island then moving to queens and then also moving upstate not upstate um uh, uptown to Washington Square Park, okay. which is way uptown Manhattan, and then finishing it off in Brooklyn, New York. All right. You know what? There's a song that comes to my mind when you say, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. Mm -hmm. because I'm, I, uh, what is it? Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, the whole yeah, New yeah. York City. Yeah. And you don't stop. <laughs> I don't, what was that song? <laughs> mm. I, I remember hearing it. I don't recall who sings it. Bronx, yeah. Queens. Manhattan, <laughs> I in Gilbert and Crunch, Queens, Manhattan, the whole New York City, you don't stop. I can't remember what was that song. There was, was some sort of rap song. If any of our viewers or listeners know what the song that was, throw it in the comments. I'd be I'd be curious. But like, no nobody raps about Illinois. <laughs> I, I don't well I'm, I'm i'm curious like what people rap about is that we have cornfields and we have chicago uh, -huh. uh rockford is a nice town mm -hmm. um but it's it's just centrally located between uh chicago and madison milwaukee and then mm -hmm. and anybody traveling on 90 so 90 there are two main interstates on the northern side of the u.s there's uh, interstate 90 and there's uh 80 mm -hmm. Um, anybody who goes from the East coast to the West coast is probably going to head through those two interstates and 90 goes to Chicago straight to Rockford mm -hmm. and then up and goes North to, to around Madison and then heads over to Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Um, so people know, have been around Rockford probably more than they've been in Rockford. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually probably went past it with my husband. My husband's a pilot, so we've done a number of our vacations, flying vacations. And one of the places we love to go to is AirVenture in Oshkosh, West, Wisconsin. Uh, they do that every year, and this year not because of COVID. But, you know, we, we go past Madison, and we hang out there, and so in Oshkosh. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure we flew past it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, you, you probably flew over us to go to Oshkosh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Oshkosh, I, I, that's another place I've never been. More people outside this area have been to Oshkosh, I think, than some people in. Uh, I think it's, I've heard it's fantastic, and I've seen pictures. I love it. If you love airplanes, it's airplane heaven. That's what I, I do. I always waited. So Rockford used to have an air show, um, and and it's a good air show, like Blue Angels or whatever would come through, and I think they had a B-52 bomber like, mm -hmm. early on when the B-52 was like, the thing. Um, and they had the stealth fighter and stuff. They, mm -hmm. yeah, Rockford has a good air show. And I've, I, I've always just loved, loved air shows for some reason. I don't know. I wanted to be fire pilot at one point in time and an astronaut. And oh. I never did. Well, I, I went to space camp, uh, in 2006. Yes. 2006. I decided, you know, this is crazy. I'm an adult, but I'm, I'm going to go and LARP it up and go to space camp. And it oh. was, uh, 
blast. Oh my gosh. We got to go in a centrifuge, like the, the astronauts where they, you know, swing you around three G's and, and, uh, we got to fly an actual Talon, um, aircraft that they train in in NASA. So, but it was a trainer. And what we did is is a trainer that was donated by the Navy to this school. And we got to get in that um, simulator and yeah, do some missions. It was so much fun. That's super cool. I went to space camp in 1980 something. Uh, I don't know. It's, it'd be the mid mid to late eighties, maybe. Uh-huh. And then again, so I went to Florida the first time might've been like fifth grade. And then I went to Alabama. Hun- Hun- Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, Huntsville. That's where I went. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been. Where did you go? Well, oh. You were an adult when you went the second time, right? No, I was, oh, you were a kid. I might've been seventh grade. It might've been like fifth and seventh grade or fourth and seventh grade, something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so cool. I, I, I had the greatest time. <laughs> that, but like, I, yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I saw, you know, families there and adults there. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go back. And I've never gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I made it a vacation. Cause it was like a four or five day thing. And I think it was really inexpensive, $2,400 and includes the whole package of doing all the simulation thingies and doing the everyday stuff. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And then we made a mission patch and we had one last mission where, you know, whoever won the championship would get to fly the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was just so much fun. And uh, that was the year I wanted to start flying in 2006. I was super scared of flying. Okay. And of course, I all at the same time had this deep love of s- space travel. So I said, I'm going to conquer my fear of flying, but first I'm going to space camp. And it was a great segue because some of the things we did, even though it was a simulator, had me nervous and scared. It was uncomfortable. And it got me um, revved up and, and focused for when I did take flying lessons. A couple months later, I started flying lessons. Didn't complete to get my pilot lessons. But I did, you know, was able to help me get more comfortable with the idea of getting a real cockpit and and going flying for the first time. Yeah. So are you? Uh, so you said your husband is a pilot. A pilot. Are you? Are you a pilot? Are you? No, I, I never finished. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, never finished. Did you? Did you find that that? Did you find that that fear of of being like in a, in a, in a plane, I'm guessing it's fear of heights or fear of you crashing or something. I don't know what the fear was, but mm-hmm. did you find that that was lessened as you kind of stared you in the face and went for it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. That, that was the biggest lesson I got. Like, um, the fear didn't go away completely. There are times where I would do certain procedures or things that were very new and uncomfortable that would send me right back to like, Oh my gosh, I don't like being here now. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we, me and my husband have flown all around the country over 400 miles together and 31 States. And, you know, most times I'm feeling just fine and comfortable in the cockpit, but the way I used to be before I went to space camp and then do, took flying lessons, I used to be in a commercial liner going somewhere on vacation underneath the sea going, you yeah. know, so I, I was beyond petrified. And my fear was the idea that this is going to fall out of the sky. I'm going to crash and burn. It was just, it doesn't make sense, but that was the fear. But my very first flying class, what was great about it is that you you can't go anywhere. You have to deal with it. So we're two 2,500 feet above the ground and we're in a teeny cockpit and they're like, take the yoke and, you know, here's what you do. Uh, you don't have anything to do but to deal with the fear. And I found that as I stopped trying to push against it and go like, Ur! Yeah, 
it stopped, it started to dissipate. And I actually started to enjoy the ride. And I was like, this is kind of freaking cool. And by the time I got on the ground, I'm like, can I sign up for some classes? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Well, I want to get back to, uh, blessings and and the struggles and, and and all and digesting 2020 and then moving to 2021 <laughs> uh but first uh, we're gonna play a game you ready you okay. up for a game yeah let's do it okay so this is why i asked you to have if you had a pen and a paper <laughs> mm-hmm. pen and a paper ready uh because uh i'm gonna click some buttons here and i'm gonna find a screen All right. Uh, I think I've got this one here. Oops. Hold on. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Boop. All right. All right. Uh, our game that we're going to play today is Watch Me Draw It. Um, now, for our, our viewers who've seen this before, it, um, here's how it's going to go. Uh, or if you haven't seen this before, rather. Here's how this is going to go. I'm going to I'm going to give a phrase, and we're going to have one minute to write what on that for what's what's on that um, what's on that card. So the example here is: okay. draw a heart shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl, balanced on a mermaid's nose. You'll have one you'll have one minute to draw that. Okay. And then we'll show it to the screen. Okay. And that'll be interesting. Are we doing that? Is that the one I'm doing? No, that's just the example. Okay. Okay. That's the example. I don't even, I haven't seen these either. Okay. So, uh, and we're, and I don't double them up, so I don't know what these are. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'll give like a, I'll, I'll say, okay, ready. And then we'll click the button. We're going to go to this thing and then I'll start my timer for a minute. After a minute, it's going to go beep, 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 beep. And then, and then <laughs> we can compare how we can compare our artistic records. This will be interesting because I'm not really a good drawer, but let's see. <laughs> okay, I'm terrible. All right. Draw a kitten skiing down a mountain with a mouse riding on her head. Draw a kitten skiing down a mountain with a mouse riding on her head. And in one, you have one minute. A kitten okay. skiing down a mountain. Oh, geez, this is not good. Yeah, I think I need to do it again. <laughs> I skiing down a mountain. <laughs> huh. You have thirty se- you have thirty-seven seconds with a mouse on her head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um I think we have a bit of a problem. It doesn't look anything like it. Um, that's okay. You're 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 doing a fine job, I can tell. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Um, I know you're doing a good job because mine is terrible. I'm not sure what the size of my mouse and cat are. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is not good. One second. Oh, that's it. Boy, All right. This is really bad. I know. <laughs> I'll, you want to give me your shoulders first here? Hold on a second. And... A kitten skiing down a skiing down a mountain with a mouse on her head. All right. Really, really, really. Yeah. As you can tell, it's not my uh, forte <laughs> drawing. <laughs> it's not my forte either. So that's that's all right. Uh, here's here's mine. Oh, she looks. At least it has legs. 
<laughs> I feel like the mouse and the cat. I, I I have a tendency to draw things so small. I know I, I do that kind of too. I can't figure out who's the mouse and who's yeah. the cat, or if it's just like a the something. Well, I can more. see the the mouse on top has some ears. That's great. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. I think I feel like I've tried to put ears on it, but it's sort of a mess. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, Draw an angry banana chasing a happy grape around a bowl of singing cherries. What? Draw an huh? angry banana chasing a happy grape around a bowl of singing cherries. One minute. This, the, come on. An angry banana. Hmm. <laughs> Anger banana. Hmm. Was he chasing anything? Oh, great. <laughs> this is really feeling oriented i'm not sure why Mm -hmm. yeah all right i didn't call out the times because i was so stuck in trying to figure out how to not screw this up although you know it's art and there's no bad thing in art right no Oh, look at that. That angry banana chasing the happy grape around the bowl. You you put la 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 in your cherries too? Yeah. And I, that other thing was supposed to be a banana, but I couldn't figure out how to make it sad. So I made a new banana. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let me, uh, let me get mine here going. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. This is an angry banana chasing. Oh, it's cool. Oh, man, I could tell the grave. Now I get it. <laughs> I wrote la, 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 too, because I, I didn't, I had I'm to. going to make it look like it's singing. There. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no other way to make it look singing, I don't think. I didn't know. And I, and I put a whole, like, a whole thing of grapes because I wasn't sure how to just draw one grape. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, I don't think not. I should give up my day job here. <laughs> me neither <laughs> i am not an artist at all although i was talking to somebody the other day and i was like you know what who's who's to judge me on my art like yeah. who, who cares like you can't judge my art well i've always loved color so i remember one year what i did is i took um glass and i would paint it different colors with this gl- uh, paint glass paint and okay. uh made it like multiple mosaics and so I was like, hey, you can't screw that up. It's just mosaic of color. And I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Art should just be fun. It should just be you expressing yourself. Yeah, totally. Without judgment. Yeah. I, I think that's, but I'm a terrible artist. So, <laughs> of course, I would say that. <laughs> All right. Ready for this one? All right. Draw a heart shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl balanced on a mermaid's nose. Huh. Heart shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl balance on a mermaid's nose. I feel like I've seen this one before. Mm-hmm. Heart shaped flower. 
It's in a fishbowl. Alright, this is one ugly mermaid. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, I, I her nose is nowhere near the flower. <laughs> I'm not certain I put the heart I'm not certain I put the the flower on the okay. note. <laughs> oh nope. Oh, that's the wrong location. Five. <laughs> this doesn't this look like what ugly mermaid. I'm failing at this. <laughs> failing what this. ugly mermaid, dude. <laughs> All right, what do we got? That looks like Snoopy the mermaid. <laughs> Snoopy the mermaid. That sort of looks like Snoopy the mermaid. Oh, he looks like Snoopy. I'm, I only get line art. I don't have any shading or anything. So this is nondescript. This is nondescript terrible. Oh. And the, I, I see the heart, though. Oh, I forgot about the, the bloody bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's sitting in a fishbowl, bouncing in the nose. Although no one would know that, that that could be a margarita for all I know because that's. <laughs> There's no fish in that bowl. <laughs> it, it's the uh, it's the margarita mermaid. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm, I could use me one of those. <laughs> I think I yeah. I think uh, I know right. <laughs> Do you, and, and 2020 with a wonderful margarita. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! It is a year that makes a person want to drink. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what I did when Corona, the lockdowns happened in New York. I I went not to drinking but to eating cake. Oh my gosh! I gave the COVID nineteen pounds. Oh yeah, me too. The only thing open in my neighborhood was a bakery, and I was like, going, I'm just gonna get a coffee. Yeah, just a coffee. And before you knew it, I came out with ten pounds of cake every day. It was it was horrible. Oh yeah, I well, thank God I I had given up. I had made sour, I had started making sourdough bread like a year ago, something like that. Maybe no more than a year ago. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, I, don't know, I just started like making sourdough bread. But um, and I, <laughs> I became pretty good at it, and I would make sourdough bread all the time. Mm. But the trouble was, I would also eat the sourdough bread all the time, and I would go through a loaf in probably two days. Oh yeah, way way more calories than a person needs, um, <laughs> and. And then I was like, this is becoming a problem. And so I stopped. I quit cold turkey on the on the sourdough just in time for COVID to hit. Aye. So then I was like, well, I don't know. I'm back to wine. <laughs> like, yeah. And my, my movement went way down and my, my activity went way down. And, and the food, emotional eating or something like that went way up. Which mm -hmm. It did for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, one of the things you pointed out was that what was the twenty. 2020 also had blessings in the middle of mm -hmm. the middle of the challenges. Yeah. And if the worst thing we come out with is a couple more pounds on ourselves, like maybe we're not suits so bad. Well, actually what was really good is a couple months of cake eating, which let me tell you, it was a bakery. So it was a cake that was made on the spot. It was fresh. So if anything, I was eating fresh cake at least and no preservatives, but you know, a couple months of that and feeling a bit squishy, I uh, went on YouTube and found, and I belonged to New York sports club at the time. And I used to go three times a week. I also had a pool membership. So I spent $2,400 a year on that. Well, I found a bunch of exercise places online for free. Awesome workouts has fit was one of them. And 
I just started to lose weight that way. I just started to do it. The minute I would finish work, just flip on one of these YouTube channels and you know, work out with a bunch of other people. And some of them, they're interactive. So you're actually connected with other people. And I was like, well, this is way cheaper than the gym membership. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yet another blessing. Yeah, that is a blessing. I have a hard time getting to the gym unless it's for social reasons. I, I don't like to work out alone. I just admittedly don't. And so, you know, working out with people that I know has always been an important aspect of working out at the gym. Uh, But, you know, when the gym had to close because, Mm -hmm. you know, because the state of Illinois said you got to close all the indoor, Mm -hmm. you know, workout facilities like, "Mm, yeah, what a shame. Uh, And I I thought I was going to work out at home, but I just, I mean, I, I had a friend who said you need to start running. You need to run a mile a day. And so I did for a while, mm-hmm. uh, even got up to the point where I think I ran five miles, seven miles. I like I ran a long time, which is wow. normal for me. Uh, and I, but it was like, a, I, it was one of those things where maybe over time I could develop a habit in that, but, but geez, to actually do it is for, is very difficult. What other blessings did you see in 2020 as you're, mm-hmm. as you're starting to, to digest? Cause it seems, it seems like you're a, you give consideration to your experiences uh, and use it to mm-hmm. get further, further the future. What else, what else has been going on? Well, you know, time saved because like we, money was saving one thing on, on the workouts. Cause like $2,400 on a boutique um, aqua gym. And then the other one was New York sports club, $50. So, you know, I found that I was saving a lot more money uh, not leaving the house and finding other ways to connect with other people online. Now it's just not the same as connecting in person, but, you know, I realized, boom, for one, I, I have this thing where I like to hang out with friends and just go into a TJ Maxx. Let's just look around and come out with $50 worth of crap. Yeah. Um, so we weren't doing that. So I found that my bank account was looking better. And on top of it, time, like yeah. I would go to the gym after work and I've, I loved going in. and often, you know, for me, it's also a social thing, but I also enjoy the workout. Um, but going there after work and then getting home at 9 PM and starting to eat something at nine 30, not really good to be eating that late right. now, because I'm working from home, I get started earlier in the morning mm-hmm. and earlier workout and my workout and everything done before 7 PM, whereas before I would be even be getting home at like nine 30 and eating even later. So now I just find that quality of life, not hustle and bustle getting in the, um, what do you call it? The um, rush hour. Mm-hmm. both in the morning and in the evening, just so much better on, on your, on your stress level. And, uh, and of course you save, well, me two hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So you save time, your stress levels down, uh, you've saved money. Yeah. Uh, and you've still achieved some, it sounds like you've still, still stayed on track on some, some goals mm-hmm. of the, that you had for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kept up the working out. I've now, um, LA fitness opened up near where I'm working at, And, um, so I'm going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. But even so I found this online network where I can work out pretty much for free. I don't really need to spend money if necessary. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, beforehand I wouldn't have thought to even go in that direction where you can connect with others like we're doing right now, yeah. other than my podcast, but you know, that I find that you can connect in other social ways and even like working out, um, so that you don't have to be stuck here all by yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> the world uh, is a small place, depending on how we look at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're you're joining me fresh off off of not knowing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reached out, I think, to you just to connect to people on 
on um it was either audrey or matchmaker or something or um to which are which are just platforms for people to uh just connect with others who you know might be interested in chatting Mm -hmm. um i'm curious when you came across that what inspired you to click the button and and i know you've got your own podcast so what inspired you to come on onto this video chat and then loop us back into what you do for your podcast yeah, sure. Well, the minute I heard coffee with human, I was like, coffee? Are we talking coffee? Uh, I love coffee. I already had two huge, huge containers of coffee, or I would have had more coffee with you. Um, but after 20 ounces times two, I thought maybe I should do some water. Yes. Uh, but no, no, I love coffee. And when I heard that, I was like, I love this idea. One of my favorite um, chit-chat, you know, kind of interviews back and forth thing was Seinfeld's coffee with people, you know. Oh, the idea yeah. of getting together. Yeah, and yep. I love the fact that he picks people up in, in a car that matches their personality. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And my, and my thing, it would probably be an airplane of your choosing, but hey. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was so cool. I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to come on your podcast um, and chat. So that that's what drew me in when I saw your request and your in, invite. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do for your podcast? Oh, yeah. My podcast started uh, eight years ago, and it's really purely business. And it was started okay. from my, my own business because there's so much I didn't know being a consultant. Like, how do you market? How do you get out there and meet new clients? And not knowing that stuff, I said, let's get together with other people who do other sorts of things in business where we could all share knowledge and wisdom and learn from any, one another. Yeah. And so started eight years ago and still kicking. Wow. What types of things do you cover or have you covered? Everything, everything. And yeah. I'm, I'm amazed at some of the topics uh, because some things I wouldn't think of as a business. I've even had senators on who, you know, were business owners, but say, hey, I saw some things not working out in my state and I decided I want to go out there and do something about it. And so, you know, here's what I'm doing. And so I've had a number of senators, Congress people on, I've had dentists, I've had uh, you name it, uh, every sort of business under the sun on, you know, from huge to right out of the gate to you, you name it. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's uh, it sounds pretty interesting. You've been doing that for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so much fun. And you know, the thing is when I'd been in doing it for about like nine months, I had 45,000 listeners and people started to say, Hey, I came on your show and I started to get some leads and da, da, da. Yeah. And so shortly thereafter, people started to say, how do I do sponsors with you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Let me talk to my sales crew. Yeah, my sales crew. Hey, Henry, uh, right. <laughs> my dog. <laughs> exactly. I so anyway, I, I, I started to come up with some sort of pricing, whatever, and we started. I started to do advertising, and then boom, it kind of became its side entity hustle thing. And eventually, what I'd like to do is just do interviews all day long. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I love doing them. I love connecting with people, just like you. And it's just so much fun to connect with the world. I mean, it's I've talked to people in Russia and Belgium and. You know, and you name it. I, I had this one cool business owner from Moscow, and he was telling me the different working experiences, working as a consultant with Russian employees mm. as opposed to American employees. I'm like, wow, what's the difference? He said, Russian employees are like, I don't even have to be here. You're lucky I got out of the bed. <laughs> I was like, really? So, but no, <laughs> it's like you get to hear these different perspectives that you wouldn't have heard had you not connected with people all over the world. It's yeah. fascinating. It is really interesting to hear from different cultures. I, I've... You know, similarly, I've been I've been privileged to talk with people from all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, and I've done my own I've done my own you know c- c- business consulting stuff for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and if and I've I, th- I think 
in fact, I was talking to a guy this morning. He said, was, uh, was I the most interesting guest? And I was like, I can't really say that. First of all, I have, I have a really hard time with bests and mosts or leasts and worst yeah. because they don't, they don't click that. I, my mind doesn't process life that way. No. Um, and I said, but, but everybody is fascinating in their own right because they have their own journeys. They have their own stories and it's, and it's the recognition that is as big as my world is to me, mm-hmm. there is somebody else maybe right next door or maybe around the planet where their life is as big to them as my life is to me. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know each other exists. Yeah. Yeah. And no, is no, no one life or experience is less than another. And, and I feel like every single person has some gifts and skills to offer the world. And, yeah. uh, What's cool is the sharing of it and everyone learning from it. And that, that's what I feel we do at Savvy is just ex- expand and explore human potential and share our wisdom with each other. Yeah. yeah. So I did a What Works. I think I had a podcast for a couple of years called What Works. And the reason I named it What Works was hmm. I interviewed entrepreneurs, small business owners and other interesting people. That was the that was kind of the quotes on it. Uh, and the, my, my point kind of in it was figure out what works for that individual and the opposite, what, what didn't work, what hasn't worked for that individual mm-hmm. and just draw those things to the surface because too often like going through business books or whatever, uh, there's like the top 10 list and blogs rehash this stuff over and over and over again. Like, here's the top 10, here's the top 10, here's the top 10. And I kind of think, you know, once we've discovered the top 10, I think we can all stop writing about it. Um, so the, but the truth is, is that what works for one individual might not work for another individual due to different circumstances. Like you say, you know, you go to a culture where people don't want, where culturally it's accepted to just not show up or to show up late or to that, that is that your management style would necessarily need to change. Uh, and no amount of complaining about it's going to fix it. Yeah, I found that fascinating when I heard him say that, that I was like, wow, well, what's the possible difference about talking to one person in one part of the world as opposed to another? They're workers, they're coming to a job. It's like, no, but the culture sees things differently. And and you'd have to approach it from that culture. And he said, when I come to work with American companies, I have to approach it a totally different way. And yeah, I thought that was fascinating. And you mentioned something else interesting, Jason. You said that, you know, as you work, what works for you would not work for another person. When I first got started, I started to copy other businesses going, oh, yeah, I'm going to do what they're doing. And it wouldn't work for me. Right. Because, you know, it also depends on the time. What worked for them may might have been 10, five years ago. And, of course, where they're at is a different level than where you might be at. Yeah, totally. The copycat syndrome is difficult. Um, <laughs> rather than just setting, kind of settling, taking, I think, I think there's an opportunity to take principles. There are, there are principles, there are certain principles that are just true and, and, and you can't argue them, how those principles get played out in a person's world. That's where you just got to settle into your own unique abilities and your own unique circumstances and figure out how, how can I best apply those principles, uh, to my, you know, to my life, um, because the principles don't change the, the practical working of them out do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you plan on for 2021? What's uh, you got something in your mind's eye? Uh, you know, my mind's eye is really fascinating. I'm planning to actually connect with a hundred podcasts and broadcasters around the world and just jam with them because for the past eight years, like I said, I've been having people come to my platform and I'd like to jam with people on theirs and discover more of, you know, different parts of the world and country and perspectives from that, you know, being on the opposite end of the 
spectrum instead of the one just asking the questions. Yeah. And is your, your uh, podcast, is it lifeinscriptedradio.com? Yep, it certainly is. I'll pop that up on the screen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, uh, the, the unique thing about this, this podcast or video cast that I'm doing is, uh, is just meeting people totally fresh, doing no research or very, you know, very little research on anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had, a, I think I was some, some person that asked, Hey, can I come on your podcast? Here's all about me. And I was like, you can like, this is not uh, there's no application process. Click the button. <laughs> you know? the yeah. And it's, and it's fascinating because uh, there, there are um, you meet people across different cultures uh, either just not in the U.S., but like different. Um, the only commonality is that they have access to the internet. Yep. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the and the one the one poor poor guy. There's a guy recently called in, and his internet was not working. He was in West Africa, mm-hmm. and we just could not get him on. Uh, we tried several different ways. Um, hopefully he'll, he'll be able to get on at some point in time, but I know he was super excited about sharing, you know, and participating in this global platform, but Mm -hmm. you know, he just, um, you know, he just didn't have access to the, some of the stuff that we've got here that we take for granted, you know, and that, that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of times that's the thing you talked about being grateful. There's so many things that, like you said, had we not have these technology and and things readily available a lot of us wouldn't be able to work and and that's just such a great thing that we have the technology and access to it yes yeah totally well that's a that's a good lesson good thing good uh good good point to leave on to uh for our viewers we're at the end of our broadcast today um but you've met christina in the same pace i've met uh christina as well and you can find her at lifeunscriptedradio.com uh, and she's up for connecting. It sounds like, you know, in your mind's eye, anybody else who's yeah. uh, got a podcast or video cast out there, um, Absolutely. hit, hit her up. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just meet people, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it seems like we have a void now created because of not being able to meet people in person. We've got this void of social connection, yeah. which I think is going to create, uh, on like this rushing sound, right. Of people coming back into that, uh, in new and fresh ways. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I just have to thank you for the great blessing to come out here and share with you, Jason. Thank you. Oh, this has been great. No, I seriously, it's, it's certainly my pleasure, my joy to have you here and it's good to meet you. Um, and, and we will chat in just two minutes. Thank you. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.